Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to This Week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all of the pop culture you may have missed this week, brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. The strikes are over, corporations are still awful, and unions are good. I am your host, Victoria Bertine. And I am your host, Mikkel Snyder. And we are back, back, back again. It's been a minute. I will personally blame Daylight Savings Time and Google Sheets being a little silly on mobile devices, personally. Yeah, I think that that's fair. I'm going to blame bodies being just difficult in general, Um, and also capitalism. I blame capitalism for a lot of things, but uh, specifically my work schedule has been kind of changing around and that's made recording difficult. But that's fine. We are here today. It was a good day in the middle of November. Still not sure how that happens every single time without fail. But yeah, the strikes are indeed over. Uh, they sort of came to a head. So that that's good to know that people have jobs again and under terms that are slightly more reasonable than they were beforehand. Probably still have a ways to go for pure equity, but we take what we can get. You know, speaking of that, I'm just going to do a quick insert in here because things have lingering effects. And so while the strikes are over, please don't take that to mean that the effects of (laughs) not having actors promoting works is over because it's not. I'm speaking specifically about the reception of the Marvels and how everyone's like, ah, See, you put femme folks in the front and then it doesn't do well. No, it didn't do well because there was not very much promotion because there were strikes. So just, you know, context is good. Context is good. Anyway, what are we doing today, Mikkel? We're going to go into the weird context with a repetitive game of Mad Libs of News Headlines, also known Mm -hmm. as They Did What Now? Where I have more ridiculous headlines from the past two weeks, because it's it's been a minute, and I, I want to capture some <laughs> of the audacity of reality right now. So, are, are you ready for five bullet points of, really? That That's what we're doing here? As ready as I ever am, Mikkel. Excellent, excellent. We're just going to get right on to it. So, this iconic video game villain from a particular horror franchise is reported to have a playable origin story in the upcoming sequel remake thing, um, even though that the character is famously just there to be a metaphor for trauma. So, like, I feel like this has many holes in it. I will give you the franchise if you if you'd like. Sure, I don't know that that, again, where it, it's a horror franchise, so I'm not sure how much Victoria has a chance of this one, but I will take extra information. It's a pretty iconic horror franchise. We're talking about Silent Hill, if that sparks anything. Oh, okay. The one that's coming to mind that I feel like would be the most playable and isn't like a like main character villain, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. would be Pyramid Head. You would be correct. All right, all right, yep, mm-hmm. Hey, I got a horror fact. Look you at did. that. You did. It does beg the question, why do we need an origin story for Pyramid Head? Um. 
Yeah. Yeah, that feels unnecessary. But, you know. We don't have time to answer that. <laughs> that can just Different strokes for different folks, you know? Moving on. <laughs> so, Omo Holman, our co-founder here at uh, Black Nerd Problems, must be absolutely ecstatic about this recently announced collaboration between Rocket League and this media franchise. No clue. It's Disney? It's Pixar? Nope. Do you not know what Rocket League is? I don't know what Rocket League is. Okay, Rocket League's a game where you, you drive a vehicle into a soccer ball. Oh, wait, okay. Oh, Cars? That is that is correct. There's a Cars what? collaboration coming to Rocket League. I, okay. I don't know. All right. Here. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So we're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. What else you got? So... Rage Against the Boats. Uh, these aquatic <laughs> animals were not deterred by one crew's attempt to drive them away with heavy metal music, and instead, they decided to pummel the boat's rudder so that way they couldn't steer the boat. Mm-hmm. Always Orcas. Always, always Orcas. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Alright, this one, this one you might get, even though the news is relatively recent, but okay. stop the stop motion. This studio is in a peculiar position that the factory that makes their preferred clay is shutting down, thus putting future productions in potential peril. Okay. I've only got two guesses. Is it Ardman? It is Ardman. Ardman is facing a very weird problem that the factory that makes their clay is going out of business or shutting down. Um, And they have a bunch of clay, but it's only enough for one movie right now. It's a wow. very nice clay, apparently. Does Leica... Leica does stop motion, but they don't do claymation necessarily, they do, do they? they do clay, no. They, they do, like, figures, and there's a lot of sculpting with them. Yeah. Does this mean that then Ardman creates a new department that is just their clay-making department, and then they can sell you Ardman clay? That might be. Uh, the article that this came from also mentioned that, like, apparently after the Barbie movie went into, like, post-production, like, <laughs> there was no pink paint anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So, weird weird things you don't think about but make perfect sense when you do think about them for, for a moment. All right, let, let's end our Mad Libs with one last question. I'm doing so good. You're doing so good. You, you haven't lost a beat. All right. Apparently, Warner Brothers Entertainment is releasing an animated movie where this iconic sitcom character saves Santa. Is the sitcom character also animated? Or is it is this a live-action sitcom and they're taking one of the characters and putting it into an animated movie? This is this is a live-action sitcom. Wow. All right. They're taking um, the character it's, that has a pretty famous catchphrase, an outfit, and general aesthetic. Okay, so the problem with this one is trying to remember, number one, TV sitcoms as such. Mm-hmm. And also, what Warner Brothers put out, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm trying to remember the credits to be like, was that Warner Brothers? Um, I think I'm gonna pass on this one. I got four already, so I feel comfortable passing on this one. I, what I, do we got? I will, I will give you the catchphrase. And okay. I will give you the catchphrase in a much more uh, straightforward telling than the original clue. So. Okay. Did I do that? <laughs>
Okay, I was wondering. But also, okay, so here's the thing. I'm actually not old enough to have watched that show, like, when it came out. I would have had to, because that's Family Matters. I would have had to watch reruns. And just for some reason, they, like, never came on at a time that I could watch them. So that's Steve Urkel. That is correct. Urkel's going to save Santa in an upcoming animated movie. You know, I'm not against that. That feels right. Yeah, it's just, as you mentioned, Family Matters is not a, a recent sitcom in, in the cultural zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Yep. But we're getting one. So g- good mm-hmm. job, Victoria. Solid performance. All, all right. All right. Thank you. I feel like it was a team effort. It always is here at this week in Nerd <laughs> News. So, And on that, we'll take a short break before coming back over our main segment. And we're back. So, with this big segment, I try to... That's not true. I was going to say that I try to, like curate a segment and that brings together ideas and sometimes I just take one thing and I'm like I really want to talk about this but today it did well and I think that I have this kind of like curated theme and I keep thinking about more things that can go into this theme so the theme that I present to you today Mikkel is this exploring and re-exploring of magic systems and magic worlds okay. in a specifically in a post Potter era, right? Because, and I mean that in the sense of like JK being a terrible human being <laughs> and yep. the repercussions of that, that have had to kind of ripple, right? Like stuff started coming out Oh, man, it might even be... It's got to be at least five years now, if not longer. It's only gotten worse over time. It's only gotten worse over time. But there's always been this... The the thing that we see with a lot of folks, with, like, Michael Jackson, with R. Kelly, with... uh, You could name a, a ton of names of, like, art versus the artist, right? And there, I feel like, in the last year or two, there has been a very significant shift from that idea of like well I can separate the art versus the artist to actually now I'm re-looking at the art as well and it's kind of trash too like I can I can keep the warm fuzzies from my childhood and also realize that there are a ton of plot holes that these magic systems don't make sense that none of this is inclusive and wasn't even trying to be that there are stereotypes upon stereotypes upon stereotypes that are harmful right so like even in separating the art from the artist the art is still kind of trash right (laughs) even in bmp like one of the questions when you first start is like What's your Hogwarts house, right? And shifting away from that. The Hogwarts HBCU, all of the the TikToks that went crazy, and that was within the last year, right? And so that has kind of shaped our view of fantasy for quite a while now when we think about magic. And 
I think in this move away from that, we are starting to see an exploration of new magic systems and a re-exploration of magic systems from the past. Some of these that we have already seen come out and already have discussed are things like Castlevania Nocturne, Baldur's Gate, which is just from character creation. Like, nah, we are going to see everybody, right? And Literally then everybody. Right? Exactly. And then now coming up, we've got quite a few. I'm gonna put out five. And then, and then, and then turn it over. So what we've got coming up is we've got, going to try and do them in order. Percy Jackson, the TV series. So Percy Jackson, Heroes of Olympus, Olympians, the Olympians, I think it's just the Olympians, is headed to Disney Plus on December 20th. Then two days later, we get nine episodes of What If?, then we get, in February of 2024, we get uh, the new Avatar The Last Airbender series. Then we get the American Society of Magical Negroes in March of 2024. And the second season of Arcane in November 2024. And these are all really different looks at magic I think the one that's the closest to kind of traditional would be Percy Jackson, just because it's in that kind of Greek pantheon. Um, so like Zeus still uses lightning, right? <laughs> um, Ares is still the god of war, those types of things. But it does take a different take on that, right? What if the whole point of the what if universe, right, is to ask that question. What if we took this and twisted it a little bit? What if we put these two things together? What if we changed the universe? What if actually this person had this power, right? So that's the entire point of that. Arcane is like, did you ever want to know what it would be like to be terrified of magic as a society and then breed a whole bunch of artificers? Here you go. Um, Avatar is Avatar. Uh, I just started rewatching it and I found it entertaining that in the first episode, they're like, it's not magic, it's water bending. And I was like, right. Okay. We're making this distinction, right? And so even in that, that is, they are not looking at that as magic. It is culture. And that is a different thing. And then we have the American Society of Magical Negroes, which <laughs> is like actual, the magical Negro trope. Right? It is, mm -hmm. it is not like, oh, Harry Potter in America. It is like, no, we are going to make a satire about the trope of magical Negroes in US storytelling. And I think that that is really cool. And I think that that is an interesting exploration of magic. Okay, I'm going to stop talking now because I've done so much talking. Go. You're good. You're good. Um. <laughs> I think about the the idea of the death of the offer, which is the the original literary critique for what you mentioned before, right? Like separating mm -hmm. the offer from the artist, because mm -hmm. uh, if you if you can't separate them, how can you possibly like see the work for all of its myriad of potential? And then it always comes down to, but sort of like 
the, the context matters. Like, mm-hmm. who who the offer was, like, intrinsically affects how the text and any media reads. Like, mm-hmm. you, you can't, you can't separate them. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how much you want to, like, they are, they are inextricably linked, as you pointed out, which is sort of like, it, it shows up in the work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just, it just does. So, yeah, don't separate these things. Be cognizant of these things, even if it does, like, alter your, like, status with something. Like, you can still have the fuzzy memories, as long as you acknowledge that they might not be so fuzzy anymore. And I think I think you've cultivated a very good list here. I think I wish Keith was here to talk more about Percy Jackson in extensive detail. I am very excited for the nine days of What If from Marvel on Disney+. Plus. I don't know what to expect anymore from that series. <laughs> it could go anywhere. It could do anything. It's, it's, a, it's a fun sandbox, and we're not surprised enough. But at the same time, it's an anthology series, and, and you know we love anthology series. I don't know how to feel about the live-action Avatar still. I may never know how to feel about the live-action Avatar ever. Um, One Piece gives me hope, and that's what I'm holding on to. I'm just holding on to that teeny tiny bit of hope from One Piece. That is fair. The The issue is is that One Piece, Oda was, was like involved in every step of, mm-hmm. of production. And then yeah. with the Avatar, the last Airbender piece, the the creators went to a different studio to get the animated rights back so they could make movies. Um, yep. So yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And didn't they specifically? Weren't they like involved to begin with and then walked away? Yeah. 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 They, they walked away mm-hmm. like relatively fast in like the grand scheme of things. Um, yeah. I I will say that like. The characters look like the characters for the mm-hmm. most part. Like mm-hmm. it, it looks, it looks like it could be good. There is just trepidation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't need to live adapt everything. And when it works out, it's a, it's a great surprise, and and we can celebrate it. And then it acts as a way to get more people involved into the media thing. And and if it doesn't, then at least we have the original still. Yes. So, don't know how to feel about things (laughs) it's that's fair there's too much content too and it's just like why are we rehashing content instead of getting new content and then so Mm -hmm. but then i have to watch the new it it, we win and we lose and we we play this game repeatedly and i'm just out of everything that netflix has announced out of this uh i'm excited for arcane season two next year uh because netflix has had a great month of animation between Blue Eye Samurai, Pluto, mm-hmm. and the new Scott Pilgrim series. Mm-hmm. All of those were fantastic watches that I devoured in like a day and a half, with the exception of Pluto, because I was emotionally devastated every episode. <laughs> I had to take breaks. So I'm I'm more excited for anything animated from from Netflix specifically. They they seem to be giving the the studios a wide berth. So bring on Arcane season two. Everything else, uh you're on notice. I will watch you. <laughs> I, I reserve rights. I will watch American Society of Magical Negroes. It's gonna be it's gonna be a wild movie. Yeah. So I watched the teaser and thought one thing, and then <laughs> went and looked it up and saw the description and was like, "Oh, we're going in a whole different direction." Yeah. Yeah. I remember like Got teaser. It. It's like weird, and then the the trailers are like, "Oh, oh, oh." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Any final thoughts before we move on to our unpadded, padded lightning round? I think that one thing that we can appreciate about Harry Potter is that it set up multiple generations to being open to fantasy and magic in a way that had been kind of, you know, that, that switch from like, oh, you're a nerd to like, wait, you're a nerd. Can you help me learn this? Right. And, and I do think that Harry Potter was a part of that shift. Yes, and I, can, I think that, I can concur with that. Yeah. And I think that what that means now is that we have all of these people who are hungry for new magic. And I think that that's absolutely amazing. Some other like past things that I'll throw in there. Cause we were talking about anthology series, Kazazimoto, absolutely outstanding anthology series, exploring magic in African societies like the Star Wars visions anthologies, exploring new uses of the force. Like, I think that we have so much new magic and explorations of old magic in new ways coming out. Like, that's outstanding. And it makes me really happy. And now we shall conclude our episode with the alluded to lightning round where there is so much news that we need to cover that some of the news we just need to say in bullet point form. So, starting off, surprising absolutely no one, The Bear on FX on Hulu has officially been renewed for season 3. Give it to me now or as soon as the writers and actors can finish producing all of that stuff. And speaking of other good things that are back in production now that the strikes are over, the final season of Cobra Kai has resumed its writing room and is planning to resume filming in early 2024. I will get my conclusion one way or another. Please watch <laughs> Cobra Kai on Netflix. I've been watching since it was on YouTube Red just to date everything. Uh, we also got a first look into the new Spy X family movie, Code White, which is coming out 2024. It's an original story with all of the characters that we know and love, and I will still pronounce the X because the X is in the title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess we needed a Pokemon stop action uh, series because Netflix dropped the trailer for the Pokemon Concierge series where we follow a protagonist who tends to all of the Pokemon guests at a result on an island and it looks really cute and sweet. And because there is some justice in this strange, strange world where series get randomly removed and randomly cancelled, we're getting a Craig Before the Creek, an original movie, coming relatively soon based on the social marketing, so that's very exciting. That's super exciting. And if you want more from the Black Nerd Problems Broadcast Network, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. That was This Week in Nerd News. Tune in next week for more pop culture. I'm your host, Mikkel Snyder. And I'm your host, Victoria Vertine. Please remember to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll catch you next week, folks. Bye!